And being a veteran and getting into entrepreneurship as you're transitioning out of the military is huge. And being able to have that uh, financial literacy um, is huge and important. And this podcast uh, has been able to provide a lot of that, uh, those education uh, benefits for veterans. But also with me being here, uh, talking about you know how they can um, have more access to capital um, to help start their business or grow their business, right? Prepare to Compete podcast, where we talk about all things VA benefits, real estate, and entrepreneurship here. So uh, with that, I do have a very esteemed special guest here, uh, Mr. Eddie Chavez, that we wanted to be able to speak with, who's actually uh, one of our uh, very, very special personnel that I think uh, our veteran community is going to love. So uh, please, again, uh, Mr. Eddie Chavez, um, could you introduce yourself a bit? Hi, hey, Ken, thank you so much for that introduction. Again, my name is Eddie Chavez. A um, little bit of brief intro introduction about myself. Um, I do have a financial services uh, background. I've been doing uh, banking for over 14 years now, and I spent the last 11 years in small business and business banking as a vice president, um, working with various banks, uh, large banks uh, to community banks. And what I've done is I've been able to serve the small business community through uh, banking, but more importantly, helping them with having access to capital, right? The number one thing as a small business and a small business owner is being able to access capital um, to help <clears throat> their business grow, uh, hire new employees, uh, many various things that a business owner may need access uh, to, to capital. Um, so that's a little bit of an introduction about myself. Uh, Perfect. Thank you. Perfect. Well, thank you. Excellent. Well, I really appreciate the background that you provided us. Um, you know, again, our viewers here are uh, a lot of our viewership is a, a lot of veterans, right? Veteran oriented that are uh, mainly kind of getting into business and entrepreneurship, kind of taking that journey by its by its horns. You know, um, as you kind of understand, right, there is. Uh, a, a, a helm that you need a lot of financial uh, backing when getting into business. So uh, before I know we want to kind of dive into those questions, but I do want to ask, how, how, how did you get started in uh, the banking industry? You know, actually, I got started off, uh, you know, when I was 19, started working as a teller, um, was able to quickly move up within, within the uh, industry. And like I said, a little over 11 years ago, I actually got into small business banking um, through that line of business, and I've loved it ever since. I feel like this is my true passion, working with small business uh, owners every single day, entrepreneurs, because essentially that's who I'm working with every single day, and just being able to assist them with their businesses and see them grow. Um, it just, it, it honestly gives me uh, great pleasure, um, you know, seeing a business start from the beginning. That's great. And then these two, three, four, five years later, you see the exponential growth in their business. And that is one of the most amazing things. And I like to feel like I'm a part of that achievement and help them with their business. Yeah, you know, yeah. Get to that level. A small part, right? Yeah. But, but nevertheless. I wouldn't say uh, a small part. I mean, financial <laughs> services, that's, you know, that's kind of the cornerstone to be able to get things started. We talk about all the time, you know, um, how entrepreneurs are, uh, can't start because they need financial uh, backing or they need some type of assistance. Um, and I, again, you know, being a teller, you know, uh, obviously you kind of you kind of seen it all the way at the bottom. Now, again, all the way at the top. Right. Um, so but what led you actually to this trajectory? Your, you know, your current current life, uh, you know, working in the uh, the industry is starting off over at 14 years ago. 
Um, I was able to, you know, I started doing personal banking, uh, mm -hmm. new accounts, things of that nature, right? Um, then I had just the opportunity to get into small business. It was definitely a, a step up and a level up uh, for me to get into the small business, business banking, and then eventually business and commercial lending. Um, so it, it was just the path that was kind of led, right? I feel yeah. like it was maybe destiny, <laughs> yeah. but possibly, right? Uh, but I'm very happy to, to, you know, serve small businesses every single day. Um, and, and you brought up a great point, right? Business owners and, and uh, starting the journey and what do they need and yeah. what type of money or even, even their business might be around for two to three years um, and, and being able to uh, have access to capital, right, yeah. um, for their business. And I, we'll get a little bit more into that uh, oh, yeah, as we proceed, definitely. right? What options uh, small businesses have and, and what they need to be able to take those next steps yeah, um, yeah, in their uh, financial journey. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head when taking those small steps because again, getting your pay approved from funding, you know, there's a lot of uh, questions, right? There's a lot of kind of I don't knows the variables, and uh, we I think here we want to kind of put those variables to rest, right? Because there's so many different options for you know the veteran community, but also just general small business and uh, entrepreneurs out there. So with that being said, that I guess that leads into the question of. Uh, you know, um, so what is the kind of the ratio, I guess, where you, again, where you have veteran, uh, veterans you're serving and kind of the small business uh, professional that you're serving? Is it, is it, uh, you see any huge, like, increase or influx either or? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, being from San Diego, California, mm -hmm. as you know, it's a huge veteran population there. Yeah. And there are a lot of veteran business owners there. So it'd be, I, you know, to put a percentage, I can't, uh, really put an actual percentage, but it's quite a few yeah. that we're, I'm working with every single day that are veteran business owners. And, and being a veteran and getting into entrepreneurship as you're transitioning out of the military is huge. And being able to have that uh, financial literacy um, is huge and important. And this podcast uh, has been able to provide a lot of that, uh, those education uh, benefits for veterans. But also with me being here, uh, talking about you know how they can um, have more access to capital um, to help start their business or grow their business, right, as they're transitioning out of the military. And, you know, I'm here to probably talk a little bit more about options that they may have to do so. Continuing our conversation in regards to uh, like, uh, just access to capital, financial wealth, and how the entrepreneur is going to be able to you know, tap into that. So uh, I did have a, a, a very particular question because everyone is not necessarily familiar with capital, right? Um, so with that capital, I want to understand, one, for those who are unfamiliar, what is a business loan and what, like, what are some of the terms that that can fall into? Uh, that's a great question, Ken. A business loan, essentially it's any type of loan that's for your business, uh, whether it's to help your business grow, um, start a business through startup financing. Mm -hmm. um, you could use a loan to buy a commercial building, right, for your business, um, uh, or even a line of credit for your business for working capital. I'll kind of get into a little bit more details of what those things are. Yeah. yeah. Um, the first three things that I said were uh, loan to start your business, grow your business, uh, to buy a building. Those would be called uh, term loans. Term loans. Term loans, okay. right? We, what is a term loan? It's any type of loan that has a term, right? One year, two years, five years, 10 years, right? And it has a fixed 
payment, monthly installment, and yeah. then it gets paid off at the end of uh, whatever term it is, uh, as we mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then the other thing would be a line of credit, right? So, well, you know, what's a line of credit? What's a business line of credit? These, the way I like to describe a business line of credit is like a credit card, yeah. right? It's revolving. You use it. You pay it. You use it. You pay it, right? So say you have a line of credit for, let's just throw a number out, like 25000 Okay. You use the entire amount. You pay it off. Well, now you have that $25,000 available again. Yeah. But the main difference between a line of credit and a credit card would be the interest rate. The interest rate on a credit card would be significantly higher than that of a line of credit. Also, a line of credit would be you'd be able to access cash. Mm. Where a credit card, you're not necessarily able to access cash because um, of the fees associated with taking cash advances out on the credit card. That's why you would use a line of credit because not everything you can pay with a card if you're a business owner, right? Some things you need to actually pay, pay with cash. With cash. Yeah. Um, and then uh, in regards to that line of credit, why would a business need a line of credit, right? It's for that working capital for short term. That's the main difference between a term loan and a line of credit. Okay. A term loan is for something that is going to require a length of time to pay off. Like a, if you're buying a building, a commercial building, that's going to need a length of time to pay off. If you're buying equipment for your business, that's going to need time to pay off. Yeah. Yeah. A line of credit is for short term expenses, things that you're going to pay off quickly. Can you give me an example? Um, so if you're a business owner and say you have inventory, right? Maybe you're a retail store. We'll mm -hmm. say a clothing store, for example. You need to buy inventory. And once you sell that inventory, you're going to get cash. So you would use that line of credit to buy your inventory. You would sell that inventory. And once that inventory sold, you'd pay off the line of credit. So that'd be short-term financing, right? It helps bridge that gap from the time um, you, you make those purchases to the time that those goods are sold. Gotcha. There's a gap in between payment that you'll need um, to be able to sustain your business and pay those business operations. So that's huge. Understanding that as a business owner, understanding the type of loan that you may need is, is very crucial and important. And uh, that's where I come in as your business banker and, and provide that advisement to what type of loan or line of credit you need for your business. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I just, you know, Delving in business, right? We talk about these uh, financial services and loans and uh, lines of credit and just so many different things that needs uh, a business is always going to need because uh, obviously, you know, most of us, you know, most of us does not have the capital to front for the business, right? Um, so this is why banking is always good. Um, however, um, as we know, there's not always great opportunities for veterans or minorities or just the everyday person trying to access a business loan. Can you take us down a step-by-step step to think giving us a better opportunity and chance to be able to uh, get that capital or get that access to capital? Absolutely. Um, when we're talking about traditional bank financing, traditional lenders, oftentimes uh, they'll have certain requirements, right? Two years in business, maybe three years in business they'll need to hit certain benchmarks to be able to qualify for those uh, loans or lines of credit. Um, so number one, uh, must have a two year span of business. Correct. A lot okay. of times that's usually the, the basic requirement for a lot okay. of uh, traditional bank financing, right? Okay. Some may, may be a year, um, some might require three, but they're gonna require some length of time in business um, in order to, to underwrite the loans. 
Um, however, if you're a business owner and you don't fit in the traditional parameters, as you mentioned, if you're a veteran, minority-owned businesses, and you're starting off and you need that access to capital for your business, um, there's something called CDFIs. These are community development financial institutions. These are huge. They're available nationwide. Um, their main purpose is to serve the community and provide access to capital in the community um, to help wow. businesses, whether you're starting them, to help them grow. Wow. Um, and they offer, and, and this is not anything like um, those predatory lenders that charge high rates, right, uh, really unfavorable terms to business owners. These are legitimate organizations that are providing very fair terms to business owners and have different guidelines to be able to give you that access to capital. And as I mentioned earlier, this is where I come in and can look at this and say, hey, um, unfortunately, this is something that maybe I can't help you with, but I have a contact through a CDFI that can. So oftentimes, I've been able to do that in the past for my business owners, and that's made me extremely happy as knowing, hey, I was able to refer you um, to a CDFI to get you that access to capital, and then guess what happens? Two to three years later, their business has grown exponentially, and that's now they amazing. can qualify for traditional bank financing. Right? That's amazing. That's amazing. It comes back full circle. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's huge. So that's uh, definitely one of the, the great um, enjoyments of, of, of my career, my job, what, I, what I'm doing every day. Uh, and I do it with, with a passion because I, I truly do love working with small business owners every single day. Um, and especially small business owners that are um, uh, veterans, being from San Diego, having uh, family members that are veterans, um, it gives me extra enjoyment knowing that um, they've served their, uh, their country, right? They served our country and being able to give back and help, you know, serve them as well. Perfect, um, through, perfect. Through that. Perfect, man. That's excellent, excellent. So, um, so obviously, number one, obviously have a, a length of time of business served, right? Uh, every business needs that. Trying to get some traditional financing because traditional financing typically would give you better terms for the most part. Correct. Right. And uh, just kind of, I want to reiterate. So you said CDFI. CDFI, Community Development Financial Institution. You could look it up. Okay. Um, and uh, you can go uh, online, Google, and you'll be able to search any CDFI in your area. Um, and the, uh, whether you're in Las Vegas or San Diego, uh, me being from San Diego, I know quite a few of them. I have a lot of contact. So if, if you're a business owner uh, in my neck of the woods um, and I'm working with you, I'd be able to give you a direct referral. And uh, veterans, we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely put a link down in the, in, in the bio here or uh, the area to make sure that you guys understand what a CDFI is and kind of where you can even search to find one, okay? Because we want to make sure that you guys have access to that capital because it's very important. So, uh, but when we're talking about CDFIs, I want to kind of get a little bit, uh, just a little bit deeper when we're talking about that. So we're, we're talking about CDFIs. Uh, could you explain uh, if it is a bank, a, a hard money lender, or uh, shoot, you know, even, is it a payday loan? Like, what is it in particular? A CDFI? Yes. Um, they're neither of those things. They're not okay. a hard money lender, uh, not like a payday lender. Uh, their terms are very similar to a traditional bank financing, right? Um, rates, things of that nature. What they do, though, is their underwriting guidelines are that of a, uh, a traditional bank, wow. if that makes okay. sense. Um, so for lack of better terms, their underwriting guidelines are a little bit more mm -hmm. um, flexible um, to be able to fit um, that particular business or that business owner to be able to give them that financing. 
Um, so that's the good thing, uh, being a business owner, is that that'll give you a peace of mind of knowing that um, although the financing is not through a traditional bank method, um, the terms you're going to get are very uh, reasonable for you. Uh, nothing predatory at all. Got it. So, so that, that'll give you that peace of mind that you're not going to have get trapped into uh, some kind of predatory financing. Got it. So just a kind of bit of at a ground level. So it's an independent financer yeah. that you have access to that can uh, that you always can refer out yeah. so they can be approved in a very uh, traditional way for the most part. Yeah, a lot of these organizations are nonprofits. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So they're funded actually through grants. Um, banks actually fund them, right? Oh, you know wow. what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. So that's that's where that's where they um, that also give that business owner an understanding of knowing that yeah, these organizations are, are actually a lot are nonprofits. Okay. Perfect, man. That's excellent. Oh man, uh, that's that's great news. Um, that, I learned something today, right? So I, did, I definitely hope hope you guys learned something. So if it, so, with it being nonprofits, do they have their personal? Uh, I guess uh, 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 their personal preference on who they would like to give to for the larger organizations to the CDFIs or nonprofits that they're giving. Um, is there like a, a certain, I would say, these banks or the grants that are given, is there a certain area where the finances they would like to direct? Is it, uh, is it, uh, minorities? Is it veteran community that they focus on? Is it a certain demographic of people that they focus on when giving this uh, these funds? D not necessarily because it is open to all business owners, right? Okay. So if you're working with these organizations, um, typically they're going to, uh, their main objective is to provide access to capital within the communities. Um, a lot of communities that are, that are underserved. So to answer your question, Yes, it is definitely to provide capital to underserved communities. Okay. But more importantly, it's to be able to, to provide capital to business owners that wouldn't necessarily be able to get uh, financing for their business. Understood. More than anything, that's the main objective. Uh, for me to speak in terms of their mission statement, I don't want to speak on behalf of them, just more of the fact that those resources are available um, and me being a, a business banker, working with you as a business owner, saying, hey, there are resources available. Let me have you talk to somebody um, that can help you and give you more information. Got and, it. And then they'd be able to tell you exactly what they do. Perfect. So basically providing that that linchpin to serve, right? Always making sure that they're able to get what they need. That's excellent. Yeah, the key is basically, sorry to me. No, no please. Uh, the key basically is, is if me, myself, it's not just, hey, no, I can't help you. It's, let me look for an option for you. See what options are available. Excellent. Um, and that's the key more than anything is, is to give uh, our business owners options. And, and that's yeah. the most important thing. And, that, and, that, and, that, and that's why we have you here, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we, we really, we really uh, are focused on serving our community. Um, if we can provide you service, that's what we always want to do. Um, and Mr. Eddie Chavez is doing the work out here. So, um, you know, I guess the next question I would say is, you know, uh, so with that, are, is it different, you know, loan requirements or requirements for DCDFIs uh, to approve, you know, certain, certain, certain people or certain geographical locations, certain, you know, credit scores, is it certain aspects? I, I understand, you know, it's based on obviously particularly bank terms uh, for the most part, traditional financing for the most part. But do they have any type of uh, restrictions in geographical locations? Yeah, a lot of them actually, it's a great question they do. So that's why if, depending on the area you're in, you're going to want to work with a CDFI that's in your area. 
Okay. If that makes sense. So yes. So to answer your question, it is based on geographical locations, but typically your area will have a CDFI. All right. right? Um, And again, me being in San Diego, I know of a few, and then that's how I'm easily able to refer to those CDFIs that are in my area. Okay. San Diego, for example. Perfect. So I think I can find one in Alaska. Uh, Possibly. I'd have to Google Alaska. (laughs) (laughs) No worries. I'm sure we'll find something. Definitely definitely here in uh, Las Vegas. Hey, man. No, we have a lot of veterans in Alaska. We want to make sure that they're taken care of, too. So, uh, again, uh, I think we'll be able to find a uh, a resource to find the CDFI locator. Absolutely. Most definitely. Most definitely. All right. Well, perfect. Well, thank you so much. Um, You know, that was a great segment. Uh, Again, uh, please uh, make sure you guys tune in for the next segment. Again, prepare to compete. Welcome back to the Prepare to Compete podcast, where we talk about all things VA benefits, real estate and entrepreneurial services here. Um, Again, we're back with Mr. Eddie Chavez. Uh, a great, great wealth of knowledge in regards to the financial industry. Uh, again, uh, over a decade in business banking, uh, I, I mean, I've already learned so much myself. Um, but with that being said, we want to learn more. We want to learn more. We want to educate. Um, as I told you before, this, uh, again, our network, our, our community is all about education. We want to make sure that we're informed and being able to make sure that we're informing others. Um, obviously, being in the banking industry uh, in San Diego, in the San Diego market, uh, with so many different industries that you work with, have you found any different type of trends that's been either booming or just not doing so well in regards to business financing uh, with this ever-changing you know, economic landscape that we have? That's a great question, Ken. Um, I would say a lot of industries, uh, just being in my area, working more in the southern part of San Diego, we work with a lot of import-export companies, people that are in the trucking, logistics. That's definitely a business that you see is growing, right? And that's definitely a trend that's that's moving upwards. Um, In relation to your question of uh, industries that I see on the the downturn, unfortunately, it's a lot of the retail, right? Uh, A brick and motor. Um, things of that nature. Um, a lot of those. A lot of times, if you're a traditional brick and brick and mortar, maybe there's not a whole lot of um, foot traffic coming in because a lot of people have sh- uh, switched over to online, right? Okay. However, on the flip side of that, working with a lot of business owners that are in e-commerce, and those businesses, as you as you know, are booming. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A- anything that is involving e-commerce, but the trends are different, right? Um, definitely, there's other resources available. Uh, you just go on the internet to, to find out what type of businesses, where the trends are at, um, things of that nature. Um, and, and being a, a veteran or somebody that's trying to get into entrepreneurship, knowing those trends are very important, right? Wow. Um, to understand what industry you want to get into. That's great. That's great. I mean, uh, with those trends, there's always ups and downs as it flows. It's always dependent on the economic climate, right? Um, you know, I, I'm sure you see a lot of businesses that you know are able to get a business loan or get the the the, the term loan that they're uh, their, the line of credit that they're looking for um, with obviously the increase of ai use artificial intelligence use have you have you seen any type of businesses that's kind of been 
um, taking advantage or, or flowing into that, that's actually been getting approved. That's actually, um, you know, I guess approved for a business loan or a line of credit that could be helping to help our audience. Yeah, businesses that are using artificial intelligence or that are integrating artificial intelligence yes. into their business operations. I've seen it slowly kind of uh, uh, businesses are starting to use that, that okay. technology um, through different industries. Uh, like I said, I've worked with a lot of logistics company, and you, you see them starting to integrate some of those things. And essentially, the, the goal is to help their businesses grow, help the profits increase, right? Yeah. Uh, the business is going to expand, things of that nature. So I, I am starting to see it um, little by little. I think where the trends are going and where we're going to see a big difference is within the next five uh, to ten years. Uh, I think if we have this conversation again in you know, five to ten years from now, yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to get a much clearer picture of those industries and, and how AI has helped those businesses and uh, possibly how it's hurt yeah. other industries as well, right, as oh, a yeah. result. Uh, but we want to keep it positive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, 100%. Business, yeah. I mean, always. We always want to make sure that we're in the, the, the right lane of the future, right? Um, so, again, just kind of getting those economic trends and, and understanding, you know, so much of the landscape is going to be able to provide our, our community a, a space of education so they can be able to push their businesses, right? Absolutely. Um, but now, with that being said, I guess the follow-up question, through your experience, um, what were some of the, I guess, the advantages that post-pandemic uh, 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 business owners had the opportunity to, to you know, uh, take advantage of during that time frame? Were there anything with pre or post-pandemic that you think? Yeah, a lot of businesses, depending on the industry you were in, right? Um, say restaurants, for example, who took a huge hit during the yeah, pandemic. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, anything that was retail-related, um, like I said, especially restaurants, they took a huge hit. But um, and unfortunately, during that time, we did see businesses start uh, to close down. Mm -hmm. um, but the ones that were able to weather that storm, I can tell you, a lot of them now are stronger than ever. Wow! Uh, you know, uh, being working in my, uh, you know, the fina the financial industry, you know, we collect those tax returns, we collect those financials, and we look back a few years, and you're able to see the trends, right? what was the business doing in 2020, 2021, 2022? And you could definitely see that upward tick. Increasing uh, revenue, yeah. In revenue and in profit. And it's great to see that a lot of these businesses have rebounded stronger than ever. Oh, that's fabulous. Um, there are a ton of resources available during that time of the pandemic through the uh, Paycheck Protection Program, Yeah. Um, through the SBA offering those economic injury disaster loans. Mm -hmm. So thankfully, though, those programs were available for those small businesses. They were able to keep them afloat. Great. And now I think that, um, like I said, a lot of businesses now more than ever are, are, are doing great. That's excellent. So, so, I mean, just from what you've seen, has there been any specific challenges of trying to get access to capital or financial needs for businesses of that nature, I guess, post-pandemic now? You know, honestly, I could tell you no, uh, because I would say the majority of businesses that I've been working with have that rebounded greatly and significantly oh, wow. from okay. the pandemic. That's you know, excellent. if we talked three years ago, then, hey, it's a whole different conversation, right? Uh, they just want the business, the, the doors to stay open. Yeah. Um, but what I've seen is uh, the grand majority of these businesses that I've been working with, um, the businesses are thriving. That's fabulous. Um, and they've rebounded tremendously from the pandemic. If, if 
Uh, now here in 2023, going into 2024, they weathered that storm. That's fabulous. That's fabulous. Listen, the only reason I ask is because obviously uh, everyone has their risk appetite, right? Um, so retail businesses, uh, food change and different things of that nature, whether if it's pre or post pandemic has really took a hit. If we want to just kind of put, you know, uh, again, a, a, a flat, you know, understanding of it. Um, and it's kind of one of the most difficult businesses to get off the ground and running. So uh, with that, you know, it's just always a, a good understanding. It's always great to have a great understanding from a financial background and under a, a kind of a, a foundation for our veteran community to uh, understand because I know a lot of good chefs and I know a lot of good uh, seamstress um, that, that would love to potentially go in business and, you know, do, do things very special here. So man, that's good news. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up that last point, you know, industry, right? Because every, every, you know, bank uh, looks at industries in a different way during, yeah. during risk, right? Some industries may be higher risk than others, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so that's important to know is, is understanding the type of industry you're getting into, right? What's, is it a higher risk industry? Yeah. Things of that nature, right? Because that also goes into uh, the bank's underwriting, right? Yeah. Uh, in terms of determining, hey, can you get your business loan approved or not? Um, so those are the different things that banks are looking at, right? In terms of um, can you get qualified? Can you have that access to capital? So. Can you give me the secret sauce? I need some of the secret sauce. Can you give me top three businesses that uh, that that give that that are able to get business loans particularly relatively easier? Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about the the three businesses, uh, three lower end businesses that may not get the actual business. Loans. I would say uh, three on the top of my head in terms of uh, being able to you know be very great industries to work in. Um, any type of uh, manufacturing industry, if you do okay. any type of manufacturing, um, that's huge. Get out of veterans. <laughs> if you're getting into any type of manufacturing, mm -hmm. right? Uh, healthcare, healthcare is huge, right? If you're in the health healthcare industry, right? Any kind of ideas or yeah. just particular. Well, we, we're talking doctors, dentists, veterinarians, things of that nature. Those medical professionals okay. um, are, are great industries to work with. Um, and I see thirdly, uh, even uh, distribution, right? Are you in any type of distribution business, right? Wholesale, things of that nature. Perfect, perfect. Wholesale, um, uh, distribution, wholesale, clothing, or just any, just. It could literally be just about anything, right? Oh, Are you wholesaling? You know, it could be you know, um, uh, it could be food services, like you said, uh, uh, raw materials, things of that nature. Um, so. They gotcha. literally just could could be just about anything. <laughs> All right, <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah. yeah, well, I'll make sure I talk to, hopefully, talk to uh, you know a few manufacturers that we can, maybe can go to business with and get a few. <laughs> yeah, and you, yeah, it's been, you're a small business owner. A lot of things that you'd be surprised are manufactured by small businesses. Oh wow! Yeah. You know, yeah. they've got their manufacturing facilities that they're doing. Um, whether it's, uh, I, I just recently helped out a client that was a machine shop. You yeah. Know what I'm so things of that nature, right? Those are great industries, uh, thriving industries, businesses that are growing. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, uh, we, again, you know, uh, dealing with so many different veterans and uh, business owners and uh, networking through that, uh, we, we run into a lot of government contractors that, you know, manufacture certain things, such as, uh, again, uh, machine shops that are working, some of the screws that, that, that needs to go on certain aircraft, some of the um, also, you know, small things that are, needs to be manufactured that, Particularly, the government can't take on. So uh, that's great news. That, that's that's great to hear. All right, um, but again, now we got to talk about the three worst. Oh my 
back to the Prepare to Compete podcast where we talk about all things VA benefits, real estate, and entrepreneurship. Eddie Chavez, thank you so much uh, again and providing so much insight to our community. So uh, again, we we talked about uh, the three industries that we feel as though that you know traditional funding lenders would uh, or traditional institutions would possibly fund. Um, now, with that being said, I kind of want to talk about some of the uh, uh, you know credit portion of things, right? We 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 kind of walked into the industry that we want to be in the actual term that the industry needs to already be incorporated, right? About two years, right? From, from for traditional financial purposes. And now I wanna talk about business loans, line of credit, and how is that, uh, again, in regards to credit worthiness? What do our veterans need to be able to be credit worthy for traditional financing institution to support them? Another great question, Ken. Thank you for bringing that up. You know, a lot of, uh, you know, Lenders, banks, you know, traditional financing, what they're looking at is actually something called the five C's of credit. A lot of you may have already heard of it, but we'll kind of get it, we'll dive a little bit more into that. Okay. Um, the five C's are character, um, capacity, um, capital, conditions, and collateral, right? Those are the five C's. I'll get into each one, right? Character, you know, that's the, uh, just think of it as your credit score, right? <laughs> That's how I, as simply as I like to put it, right? Okay. What is your character? Do you repay your loans? So right? repayment. Repayment, right? Okay. What is your history as a borrower? Okay. That determines your character, right? Understood. Uh, again, I equated that to you know your credit score, things of that nature. That's why it's very important for you as a business owner um, to maintain a good credit score, right? Because that pertains to that first C of credit, character. Um, the second C, when we talk about the five C's of credit, is capacity. Okay. What is capacity? That is the ability to repay the loan. Do you have the capacity to repay the loan or line of credit that you're requesting? Right? Got it. Do you have sufficient cash flow, sufficient income to pay that debt? Right? Uh, I would so say, all in all, can you afford it? Can you afford it, right? All right. Um, for a lot of uh, uh, veterans out there that have bought the, uh, their home through the VA home loan, Think of it like the debt to income ratio, like we talk, hey, do you have enough income to pay that loan? It works the same way when we talk about business lending. Got right? it. So debt to income, basically um, don't have too much debt because you may not have enough income to repay it. Correct. Okay. Exactly. It. As simple as that, right? All right. Um, the third C um, we're going to talk about is capital, right? Um, you know, what type of cash do you have on hand, like liquidity? Mm -hmm. Right, we talk about cash in the bank, uh, investments. A lot of banks don't really look at it, retirement accounts because those aren't necessarily things that could be liquidated. Mm -hmm. Right, um, when we talk about uh, uh, capital, it's cash, things that can get liquidated. Right, um, when we talk about investments, cash on hand, things of that nature. Right, that determines you know what type of uh, actual liquidity that you have. Right, so you know the more the better. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like any like anything else. Uh, the fourth C would be conditions, okay. um, the conditions of the loan. Uh, what type of term are you offering? What is the rate? Um, is it a line of credit? What's the interest, right? Things of that nature. So the conditions of the loan and you as a borrower, it's very important to understand, you know, what conditions you're being provided, right? What's the rate? What's the term, right? Uh, oftentimes some loans may have a prepayment penalty mm -hmm. where if you pay it off early, you'll be required to pay a fee. 
Oh, right. Wow. Okay. Uh, so as we pertain to conditions. Yeah. So that's where I come in as the banker and I explain to you. Uh, but uh, more information as a business owner is ask questions. Yeah. Ask as many questions as possible. Right. Especially as it pertains to the conditions of the loan, because you want to make sure you're getting into a, a loan you can afford, but a loan that you um, thoroughly understand. Okay. Um, and lastly is collateral. Um, do you have any type of collateral? Right. You know, when, when you buy a house um, and you get a home loan, well, the home is the collateral. Right. So as a business owner, you may have uh, to pledge collateral for a certain type of loan. Um, that can be done through your inventory in your business. Okay. Um, do you have any type of accounts receivable? That's uh, a form of collateral. Um, are you buying equipment? The equipment itself is a form of collateral. Um, are you buying your building? Right, The building is a, a form of collateral. So those are the five C's of credit. Got it, <laughs> as simple got as that. It. Basically, it sounds like an overall uh, snapshot into your financial profile. Right, cool. Definitely, cool. that's what it sounds like. Um, and uh, active duty members and veterans, I'm, I'm sure uh, we have all made the mistake of not making the correct purchases. But uh, for anyone that is watching this, what I will say, obviously, we want to keep our, fine, our five C's of credit clean. So don't go out there and purchase that Charger, Camaro, or any type of uh, the vehicle that's going to get you around that it's at 25% interest rate. Uh, the miles of car, miles of car, stay away from those in San Diego. Okay, go, uh, go ahead and make sure that you're at, you, you'll be elsewhere. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, no, hundred percent, man. So um, again, you know, a lot of that, a lot of that information is kind of um, unknown, right? When we talk about entrepreneurs, uh, they're going in there blind, not understanding the creditworthiness and how they're going to be able to uh, be evaluated. So. Um, when we're talking about the character, I thought that was a great, uh, a great, you know, aspect on being able to repay your your payments. Um, well, quick question of that. So, if if I'm a veteran who's trying to get a business loan, um, and I, I missed I missed a few payments, I had a tough month. Um, just it, again, ends wasn't just it, my ends wasn't meeting, you know, and with that, I, I just didn't make a few payments. Is that going to hurt me getting a traditional business loan? Uh, potentially, uh, it just depends. All things are relative, right? I think the key is to be able to have a good reason for that, right? Um, maybe that particular month, uh, you know, the cash flow was low, and that's why you need um, that, you know, additional working capital and that financing to help bridge that gap. So it's just telling the story and Got having it. a clearer picture because um, every case is different, as you mentioned. So working with your business banker and the business banker, understanding your business, understanding your financial situation, asking those questions and putting it all together. Got it, got it. Yeah, I, and again, I think, you, I think you really hit it home when you're talking about ask questions, right? Ask questions because so many people take, uh, take the terms and agree to the terms of the loan without understanding the difference of basic interest versus APR. So, you know, most things of that nature are really understanding and diving into that stuff. So uh, can you even just explain some of, some of that in nature? Yeah, I would say just understanding, you know, what, what the APR is, right? The annual percentage rate, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's the interest on an annual basis, right? Um, understanding the, the payment schedule, right? Um, understanding that, you know, if you do get a line of credit, those are variable rates. What is a variable rate? A rate that adjusts, mm -hmm. right? It's not a fixed rate. Whereas when you get into a term loan, you'll have a fixed interest rate with the fixed term. 
So that's what I mean by asking those questions and understanding the terms and just being able to understand the type of loan or credit product you're getting into um, as you get back into the line of credit, right? Those rates are variable. That's why I always like to stress the importance of understanding that when you get into any type of line of credit that it is for short-term financing. The key is you're going to want to pay it off quick because you don't want to pay it off over a length of time because it can get very expensive. It's like a credit card, right? Oh, wow. You, you have a credit card with a huge balance. You're making the minimum payments. You're going to pay it off forever, Got right? It. Got it. Line of credit could potentially work the same way because, um, because, because the fact that the rates are variable um, and typically the minimum payments are interest only. Yeah. Right. So ask those questions and understand the conditions. Right. One of the five C's of credit. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure some of you guys are still paying off that Camaro 15 years ago at that 22 interest rate. But no, I mean, hopefully not. Obviously, we make sure that we're protecting our our veteran community. But, uh, but in all seriousness, please, you know, make sure you ask those questions about your credit worthiness, because, again, those terms could could end up going for long periods of time. So. Um, you know, uh, I think you kind of, uh, again, I kind of want to dive into that uh, when we talked about variable rates. Uh, what are, again, when we talk about variable, we talk about fix, uh, there's even balloon rates, right? Uh, could you, what is the basis, well, traditionally in traditional finance, traditional financing, what is the uh, kind of the, the, the go-to term, I mean, go, the go-to term of, you know, fixed, variable, or, or balloon rates? Which, which one do they prefer? Oh, well, it all depends. It's a great question. Again, it all depends on your financial situation and the type of loan that you need, mm -hmm. right? Is to determine the, the loan product you're going to get into and the rate itself. Um, you mentioned something called a balloon payment. Some loans have a balloon payment, meaning at the end of a certain term, you're going to have a big payment or a big loan amount. Um, essentially what that means is that at that point you would either pay the loan off or you would just refinance it again. Mm -hmm. A lot of times those are more in relation to businesses that are buying commercial properties okay. um, where you'll have that those type of loans where they have those uh, balloon payments um, i think we can get a little bit more into detail uh, possibly in another podcast that could yeah be, that could be a whole another segment yeah that's a whole thing that, <laughs> that we want to get I mean, I mean you know, i'm sure we'll be back you know come oh, back absolutely. down uh, we're, we're more than welcome here we love you here so uh we'll definitely kind of you know have that in, in more uh perspective later down the line absolutely. so uh but you know uh, uh, i just want to close out with the five c's of credit um as a as a uh again as a business banker yourself what do in your opinion what is the again the the most valuable c of the five c's of credit yeah. That, that's a great question because each is equally important, but it is interesting because each one may be more important with the type of credit product you're asking for. Because, you know, if you're asking for uh, to buy a building, right, for your business, right, you, you're, you're an owner and instead you don't want to rent anymore. What I always like to tell my uh, business owners that I work with is, hey, if you have the opportunity to buy the building that you're renting or move into a building that you can buy instead of rent, it works the same way as renting your house or apartment and buying your own personal home. Mm. It's the same thing as a business owner, okay. right? If you have the opportunity to buy the, your building as opposed to renting it, I would suggest doing that. But when I reference which one is the most important, uh, in that instance, if you're buying a building, then one of the most important things would be collateral, right? Yeah. And, um, is there enough loan to value, right, to buy that building, right? What's yeah. the value of that building? How much is the loan, right? Is there sufficient loan to value to buy that building? But similarly, 
the capacity is also <laughs> equally important because you have to have the capacity to be able to pay the loan, yeah. right? So that's why it's kind of an interesting question to say which one's the most important because um, each one, regardless of the loan or line of credit product you're looking for, is essentially equal, uh, equally important. So it sounds like, you, you know, you got to have some skin in the game. You have to have skin in the game. And, that, and I'm glad you brought that up because when I got into uh, business banking, uh, you know, one of the things that I kept hearing was what kind of skin in the game do you have, right? Oh, wow. And having, you know, being a, a strong borrower and having those five pieces of credit, it lets the lender know, like, hey, you do have skin in the game, sure. right? Because at the end of the day, the key is, you know, can you repay that loan? Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and being a business owner and business owners have that passion. Right. And they have that skin in the game. But having those five C's of credit are very important. And understanding the five C's of credit will give you, um, you know, more power um, as you are in the market um, to get credit great. to help your business grow. Great. Great. Yeah. So um just a recap from, from that, you know, just again, thank you for that information. Sounds like, again, veterans that we also we always got to make sure. And again, um, our allies, we always want to make sure that we have some skin in the game, collateral and great credit worthiness and repayment, repaying all your your your, your bills on time um, and not just on time, just repaying them. You know, it's mm -hmm. very important. So uh, that's going to be able to get the opportunity to have the credit worthiness. Um, I did, you know, um, I did want to kind of circle back to speaking about a, a business owner and you, you spoke about buying a commercial building and which C would be most valuable. But now I also want to kind of circle back to uh, some things probably a little bit more practical for some other business owners. Um, if they're looking for a, just a basic line of credit for inventory um, and, and what, what do you think that what what C would be most valuable in that case? It'd be collateral again, because the inventory is your collateral, okay. uh, but also the other C of capacity, right? Okay. Do you, or do you have the uh, sufficient income to be able to repay that line of credit? Just a lot of times the way, um, uh, actually, usually how lenders underwrite those lines of credit is, uh, say you're asking for, you know, 50,000, right? 100,000. The bank will underwrite it as if you were able, you were going to use the whole entire amount. You may not right. use the entire amount. But when they underwrite it, they say, hey, do you have the capacity to pay off the line of credit if you use the entire amount? Got you. If Got that you. makes sense. Understood. Understood. Well, Mr. Chavez, thank you so much. I really appreciate everything that you provided us. It's just been, again, like I said, a wealth of knowledge. We're, again, you're welcome back here to prepare to compete at any time that you want. And uh, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right. Prepare to compete. All right, welcome back to the Prepare to Compete podcast, where we talk all things veterans benefits, real estate, entrepreneurial services, and we're back with Mr. Eddie Chavez here. So uh, again, Eddie, um, listen, sir, I know we talked about the five C's of creditworthiness and so on and so forth, which was excellent. I really, I really appreciate you breaking that down for us. Um, so we're just, we're kind of navigating our way to the financial planning of a business owner. Right. Um, talking about the incorporation, talking about the terms, talking about uh, credit worthiness, loan programs. Uh, but there's a bit I think there's a big, huge hot topic right now um, that veterans, I think, uh, need a little bit more access and information with. Right. I think uh, we talk about the SBA, the SBA. Right. Um, can you give us a little bit more insight 
of what is the SBA and also what are some of the programs that they offer? Yeah, the SBA, Small Business Administration, um, is a loan program that provides a guarantee to financial institutions to provide uh, lending to small businesses. Uh, I think a lot of times the misconception is that the actual SBA is lending the money. Uh, that isn't the case. The SBA is just providing that guarantee for the financial institutions to provide that funding um, to small businesses and through those different loan programs. Um, as we talked about veterans and, and having mm -hmm. um, access to that capital through SBA financing from your um, from a lender, um, there are programs through the SBA 7A loan, for example, that allows you as a veteran owner to have reduced fees or eliminated fees, right? Yeah. yeah. Being a veteran, so that's very important to know. Um, talk to your local uh, a bank, financial institution about about some of those things. Um, but it, understanding the different loan programs, right, um, and what you need um, to qualify for those loans um, or what you're going to be using the loan for the purpose, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, the purpose of the loan will help determine which SBA loan program would be best for you. Um, a couple examples would be, you know, if you're wanting to buy a, a commercial building, right, mm -hmm. uh, when we say uh, for your business, um, we call that owner-occupied commercial real estate. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, you can get an SBA 504 loan, for example, um, through that loan program with as little as 10% down. Oh, right? wow. And that's huge because a conventional type of loan may require 20 to 25% down, but utilizing the SBA 504 loan program can allow you to get into that property with as little as 10% down through that owner-occupied uh, commercial real estate um, when we talk about owner-occupied, owner we're saying you as the business is occupying that space that you're buying. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, 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 and this, let me hear you out, right? So in this actual loan product of the SBA, you're saying that instead of actually coming up with the 25% that's going to be needed for commercial use of business, only going to need 10%. Uh, correct. Yeah. And then the SBA uh, says that only actually 51% of the space needs to be occupied by your business. So you may, wow. get, you may encounter a, pro a property where it may have tenants, right? Uh, but if your business occupies at least 51%, that is considered owner-occupied. Wow. So wow. that's another huge thing to understand as a business owner as well. And then you can get into that property with as little as 10% down through the 504 loan program um, that the SBA, uh, uh, through that SBA loan program that your bank will, will assist you with. Wow. Okay. Listen, listen, you guys, I don't know if you guys are really, you know, digesting this here. Mr. Chavez just basically put out that you can utilize this SBA loan as almost a multi-family home, like loan product, right? For business. But, but it's not necessarily that you obviously you have to occupy 51% uh, of that uh, commercial use building for your business but be able to have tenants in your other, other space, correct? Yeah, 49% can, 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 can occupy the space through tenants and generate rental income. That's amazing. Absolutely. So, so and still be owner-occupied. And still be owner-occupied and still be able to use your business as the primary, that would be your primary location, correct? Mm -hmm. So again, that right there, I think right there is a huge opportunity for uh, veteran business owners and just business owners just in general uh, to be able to have a home or have a, uh, a, a location that they call home for their business. 
right? Absolutely. And I don't think a lot of people have that in general because a lot of uh, businesses are utilizing virtual spaces to 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 be able to have their uh, obviously the mail or anything else go to, and that's okay. Um, and it's not a, it's not a bad thing. It's just if you want a home for your business. This is a great product to have. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. And understanding the purpose of the loan would determine the loan program that you're going to want to utilize, right? Uh, another loan program, as we mentioned, we, we talked about the 7A loan program earlier, mm-hmm. right? The benefit of that loan program is you can use it for working capital. You can use it to buy equipment. That program you can actually also use to buy owner-occupied commercial real estate for as well, which is great, um, that 7A loan program. But also, you can use a 7A loan program for business acquisition um, if you want to buy out a partner. Hold on. Stop right there, please. So business acquisition. So when we're talking about business acquisition, that is utilizing that loan product to purchase another business on, uh, for your business. Correct? Correct. Yeah. Maybe you want to buy out a competitor or uh, maybe you're an employee. You work for a company. You worked for a firm, a small business for 10, 15, 20 years. The owners are try- retiring and they want to sell their business and you want to buy that business. I've worked with many business owners um, that have bought the business that they were working at and they're utilizing the SBA 7A loan program to buy the business that they spent their life working for. Wow, that's fabulous. So now you get all the, uh, again, accreditation of this business that's been established, years of service that this business has been established uh, by basically assuming it under the SBA 7A loan product. Correct, yeah, being able to uh, acquire the Acquire business. the business. Acquire yeah. business, right, yeah. um, through through acquisition, because that's one of the purposes, uh, or loan purpose, that can that the SBA 7A loan program can be utilized for. Oh, wow, that's um, excellent. Yeah, it's great to know, um, as a business owner, the options that are available out there. Um, yeah, I'm still just mind blown, I'm sorry. I'm still just mind blown, because a lot of these products, a lot of people don't know about, and. Uh, this this here is a huge component that I, I think a lot of our viewers will love. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, please, uh, the other uh, other other uh, uh, uses of the seven A loan. Yeah, we talked. We said partner buyout, right? Say yeah. you um, you and your partner uh, are own a business, and your partner no longer wants to be associated with that business. You can buy out that partner utilizing the SBA 7A loan. Oh, wow, okay. Um, so that's another great thing, working capital. Um, mm-hmm. You can use it to buy equipment. The great thing with the 7A loan program is typically you can get longer terms, right? Okay. Whereas a traditional bank term loan may only offer a five-year term um, to buy equipment. Through the 7A loan program, you can, uh, through some lenders, you can go up to 10 years. Wow. And, and having a longer term equals lower payment and better cash flow for your business. So that's the importance of understanding the loan programs, um, whether it's SBA or even a conventional loan, mm-hmm. is knowing the differences, having that education, talking to your banker so they can explain to you um, the different loan programs, different loan types, so that way you can make an informed decision and say, this is the best loan for my business. Wow. If that makes sense, because yeah. perhaps uh, you may want to pay off that loan quicker and a shorter term mm-hmm. um, would be better and, and uh, a conventional make could be better than an SBA loan in certain instances. It, the, it depends on the borrower so each or the business owner. Um, so yeah, yeah, fabulous. That's that's amazing. And I, and I know the SBA, we talk about the SBA, the Small Business Administration. 
Uh, there's so many different resources in regards to the Small Business Administration, uh, such as, again, you know, uh, entrepreneurial um, aspects of training videos, right? There's so many different things that we don't know. We always want to learn, learn, learn. This is a component where they can actually teach. There has mentorship programs uh, specifically for veterans, right? Uh, boots to business. That those uh, those programs will actually mentor you into uh, entrepreneurial leader yourself uh, in the business world. Um, there's there's again so many different components that can be valuable uh, for a veteran themselves. Um, also, having the stamp of a veteran-owned business, right? Um, I, again. I know that it's, it, it's switched over a bit for the SBA uh, qualifying as a veteran-owned business uh, for certifications, but again, the SBA does a plethora of things that's uh, going to be able to help support the business owner's financial landscape. So uh, again, that's amazing. I really appreciate you putting us, uh, giving us this information because I, I, I learned something myself, and I hope you guys did too, because ultimately this is what we're here for. We're wanting to serve. And we're going to continue to go down these pathways to provide more information. So um, thank you so much, Mr. Eddie Chavez. Uh, with that being said, um, as a esteemed guest on Veterans for Veterans, we always appreciate um, our guests. And we, we always want you guys to make sure that you're, you're family here. Um, with being family here, we want you to make sure that you always come back and you're appreciated. And how we show our appreciation, we will go ahead and give you your first military coin here. Um, and we appreciate everything that you've done for us. Wow, I All right. greatly appreciate this. This is a great honor. Um, thank you so much for this. Thank you, thank you. Um, and with that being said, listen, prepare to compete. It's a wrap. <laughs>